Hi, this is Russ Streiner. Uh, I played the character of Johnny in Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 version. Um, I don't know why you're listening to Throbbing with Horror, but that, that's your business. from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Awesome, because we saw a new release. Dude, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, so did I. It was fun. It took me in a way that I didn't think it would. No, definitely. And so here, since this new release, spoiler warning, we don't have a spoiler-free section. If you haven't seen it, go catch it and come back. We'll still be here. Right. I can't believe Nope was the killer. <laughs> Dude, so Nope... They were very sly about how they advertised this movie. I knew it was UFOs, right? And that was it. Yeah, and, and even that is—it's not exactly the kind of UFOs I was thinking about. No, because I've never thought of this kind of UFO before. I've never thought of butterfly whale UFO in the sky. Well, just organic UFOs have never occurred to me. I've known, like, because uh, I listened—I like to listen to like last podcast on the left and whatnot, and they've done a lot of UFO episodes. And every once in a while, the thought of organic UFOs have come up of, like, maybe the UFO itself was a creature. Yeah, not a ship. It's only ever been touched upon, really. And I like that they did a big thing with that. Oh, yeah. It was cool. The reveal of that was awesome. I loved the reveal, which I know we're getting ahead of ourselves in the beat for beat and all that stuff. But uh, Ed Wood Trifecta, which is what we call anything that was written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele. Let's talk about this guy for a second. Okay. Do you remember Key and Peele? Yes, I love Key and Peele, yeah. How wild is it that that's the guy who went on to make Get Out, Us, and Nope? Like, all these, like, brand new horror movies that have, like, taken off. Yeah, what do they call the modern masters of horror? I'm starting to see the name thrown around. And it's uh, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, and Robert Eggers. Yeah, this is the guy that did the big football name skit. (laughs) This is wild to me. Dude, my favorite Key and Peele sketch is where they're making fun of the the stickers on hats to make it look newer thing and yeah. everything. And they keep one up and there's like, mine's still in the bag. And eventually there's a guy sitting on his shoulders, mine's still being made making that. <laughs> but like, it's just wild to me that he came out of nowhere, I feel like, with all this stuff. Real quick, just on Key and Peele, my favorite one was when he was trying to be young and still listen to dubstep, but they're too old and it just makes their ear, ears bleed and they like <laughs> jump out the window and go insane because they keep turning it off. It's like, are you had enough? No, are you? No. And then they go right back into it. Oh, yeah, we're in person. It sounds weird. That's what's up. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's just wild to me that that guy did this. And so, speaking of the whole modern Masters of Horror thing, I love, I just saw this thing where someone said, how does it feel to be the, I think we can say you're the greatest horror director of all time, they said to him. And Jordan Peele responded with, I will not tolerate this John Carpenter slander. Yeah, I love that. I enjoyed that. Yes. But okay, so Nope from obviously 2022, rated R, I think, right? Uh, I'm guessing? Well, well, I have the IMDb handy. It is rated R, yes. I was going to say, it literally rains blood later, so... Dude, that's insane. <laughs> I just want to jump there, but holy crap, we can't. Yeah. So we get the weirdest opening in the world, and you hear like a sitcom playing in the background during like the opening, like... Uh, logos and stuff like that. Like, you can tell it's supposed to be an old sitcom. I'm like, I'm sitting there trying to think, like, I don't recognize this at all, though. You know what I mean? Right. I can usually pick out what show it would be or something. I don't know what this one is. No. Because it's fake. It's for the movie itself. And then you see this chimpanzee, like, at a soundstage, like, uh, filmed in front of a live TV audience, like, with blood on him, and you see a body laying with the feet hanging out, and then it turns and looks dead-eye into camera, and then title card. I won't lie, I was like tense with this chimpanzee at the beginning. I'm like, oh, I didn't like this staring straight into camera frame. No, because it's I'm going into this thing, and like, oh, I'm gonna it's gonna be a fun UFO alien movie. Yeah. And the first scene's a chimp. And I'm like, and then we immediately are like, is the chimp the alien? That's what I like, is are the aliens chimpanzees and they've always been here or something? That would have been so funny. Man. Okay, and then so the movie kind of opens with 
OJ, who's one of our two main characters, and his dad, who they both own a horse farm together, and they're just talking, doing their thing. OJ starts walking towards the house, and this weird sound is above him and everything. The sound is haunting, and I love it. It's, like, guttural, and it makes sense later that it's almost like a big roar kind of thing. Yeah, and then you start hearing all these weird sounds, like things hitting the ground, but, like, it's a wide shot. You can't really tell what's going on. You see, like, dust kicking up from where it's hitting and everything, and then the dad's on a horse, and you see him slumped over as the horse starts walking forward, and he falls right off the horse. Cuts to him driving to the emergency room. He's bleeding from his face for some reason. He gets a coin back in a bag that they pulled out of his skull that flew through his eye from the sky, apparently. And he gets back to the, like, ranch after, and there's a key sticking in the horse, like, that also came down. So, they, what was the official story? They said, like, an air, cargo airplane got its cargo loose or something? Yeah, like, it fell from an airplane. Yes. Yeah. Dude, when I was little, I used to think when you flush the toilet on an airplane, that just let it go, like, bombs yeah. away. I legit thought that's what happened. Because that's what Joe Dirt leads you to believe. Well, I, <laughs> even before that, like, I didn't think of the whole meteor thing or anything. Yeah. But I just thought you flush it, it's just like shit and piss raining from the sky. Someone's having the worst day, like, mowing their lawn, their lawnmower quits, and they're like, God damn it, how could get this get worse? Splat! <laughs> but then we get our title card and our... Cut to present day. OJ is on a movie set with a horse, uh, his horse Lucky, and they're going to film a commercial. We're introduced to this cinematographer guy. I think his name was Antlers, but um, who's this great cinematographer who's worked on all these kind of things. He's going to be shooting, and the star comes out. She's dealing with the horse. This whole time, he's like telling people, no, give the horse room. It's not ready yet. He's kind of really shy, though. Like He won't speak up when he needs to. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely that his dad was like, the one that everyone knew and everyone like trusted and whatnot. And it must've been the mouthpiece because even the two of the film people are whispering to themselves, like, where's the old man? It's like, no, he died. We just have the kid now. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure you can hear. Yeah. It's right in front of him. Yeah. You can at least turn around or something, but this is the horse, like safety person. You would think you would listen to them, but they're like getting basically behind the horse and like poking it, trying to get it to kick them. (laughs) But then they're like, okay, give a safety speech. Uh, my family's been in business. You can tell he's not a public speaker. He's his head's stumbling down. so bad. Yeah. Like, speak up. It's just quiet. Then his sister shows up. She's late. But she has this whole presentation yeah. laid out. She's practiced this in front of a mirror a bunch She's of times. She's the showman. So the story goes, the very first, like, motion picture ever. So, like, a bunch of pictures taken right after each other and put into like a where it looks like a movie that yeah. we know today was a black man on a horse which i don't know if that's true or not but yes. i think so i actually that um what they showed that's an actual piece of real footage oh is that I've the actual that first one oh, that's yeah. cool and it's her great 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 dan granddaddy so the whole thing is like so you can say since movies were a thing we've had skin in the game catchphrase and the one guy is like ha ha and he's the only one that laughs he's like oh <laughs> But the speech goes over well. Everyone claps and everything. Okay, they're on board with these people now. The star comes out. They're going to film the commercial. Someone shines like a chrome light in front of the horse's eyes. Yeah. Or something. Like a, it looks like a soup ladle mm-hmm. upside down, to be honest. But this makes the horse freak out and buck and kick up and everything. Right and, beside like the old lady who's the movie star. Who they come out and it's almost like this scene in Ed Wood. Where it's like, everyone just treat Bella like a normal person. Bella! Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. But so, hard cut to them loading the horse up. And then bringing in the big like <laughs> CGI horse. Like the green screen thing she's got to sit on. It looks like the rodeo like bulls that they have in bars. But it just has like a horse like head stick thing. And it's just all green. And it's so it's such great timing of they're wheeling it right in front of the person they just fired with the real horse. <laughs> Dude, do you ever see, like, behind-the-scenes photos of the Star Wars prequels? Yeah. There's, there's nothing but green. Especially episode two where Anakin's riding the reek thing, yeah. like, in the pit. That's exactly what he's sitting on is one of those kind of things. It, yeah, it's really weird. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to be the same. Use the real horse. Yeah. I mean, granted, they didn't have a real alien, so I get it for that one. Yeah. Um... Well, they could search. We got that new telescope. <laughs> That's true. We didn't then. 
So they go back home at this point. The sister and him, she's going to be staying with him for a few days. Wait, she almost just springs that on him. Because he's like, where are you going to be staying or something like that? And he's like, oh, I can't stay with you. He, and it's almost like he expected it. But like, I don't want to fucking have you here. Well, I think the expectation was they were going to be, be a few days shooting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's obviously not the case now. So she's staying there. They're like, I got to go take care of some things. And we're introduced to, what was it called? Jupiter's what? Uh... I don't know. The ranch amusement park that oh, Stephen yeah. Young owned. Yeah, it's like a, I forget what it's called, but it is. It's like a one of those like old timey, like there's shootouts in the street at noon, and then it happens again at two, and then again at four. Jupiter's Claim. Okay. That's what it's called. And yeah, we get Stephen Young in this, which I loved, like when I liked The Walking Dead. I loved him as a character, and actually when he got killed, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead, that, <laughs> not that anyone cares anymore, but I was out of the show basically by then, because I was like, I loved him so much. Yeah, that was, was the beginning of the end, too. But yeah, he's great. He's also in that movie Mayhem. Have yeah, you ever seen that? That's really good. Him and Samara Weaving, that's a great movie. Stephen Young's awesome. Yeah. I love that guy. He needs to be in more. Or he might be in more, and I just haven't seen him. Not too much, to be honest, that I've seen at least. But we're introduced to him, and what happened is OJ has sold him some of his horses for his, like, rodeo, like, amusement thing. And he plans to buy some back, which he seems like he's in for. Like, okay, yeah, that's no problem. We can do that. But, so his sister follows him to the meeting, and they're up there. OJ's trying to do business, but it turns out that, what's his name? They call him Jupe a lot, but that's not his name. Uh, Ricky. Ricky. They call him Jupe just because of Jupiter's. Um, he's a former child star who's in a couple of things, and the sister M is way too excited to be meeting um, him about this and asking him all these kind of questions. At first, he seems like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then she starts asking the right questions, I guess, that he's into talking about. He goes, I usually charge for this, and opens up this, like, secret door to this memorabilia room and starts giving her the tour. Yeah, because he was in, like, a basically, like, a fake, but it's real in the movie, like, kids movie about, like, the Wild West. Yeah. It's like, oh, you were so-and-so in that movie. Where, like, I, and, because later on, I was like, why is he Cowboy Man? That's like, because he's in that movie, that's right. Exactly. I completely forgot. Capitalizing on the name value. But he was also in this very short-lived sitcom about a chimpanzee who lives with a family. Yeah. And that was the, he's like, it's actually started to create quite a number of fans online now, like people finding it underground and stuff like that. And then he gives a story about what happened with the chimpanzee, but he tells a very sanitized, family-friendly version. Well, did you ever see the SNL skit? They got it right on. He's laughing about yeah. it and everything. Later, we find out it wasn't such a, oh, that's fine. No big deal. Oh, it's deal brutal. To him. Yeah. Holy shit, the one moment. Oh, we'll get there. He also mentions, like, what is this? Uh, some couple from Canada paid me $50,000 to stay in this room for a night. Yeah, exactly. Because it's all the memorabilia from the show. Like, uh, the shoe? The shoe that we'll talk about what? in a little bit. That's one thing. Where I enjoyed this movie, but this whole monkey subplot thing and the shoe and stuff, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be interested to see is this is out for a while if it's like revealed about like why was that even really in there oh i feel like there's a bunch of stuff we didn't catch yeah. also rob and brandon who've been on the show were there with us and brandon told me he caught the scissors from us which i didn't catch but i will throw it out there that they're in there yes and rob also got covered in butter yeah rob got like <laughs> triple butter on his popcorn and leaked all over yeah. him at the end of their whole meeting um i forget his name again who uh steven yun ricky Ricky tells OJ, by the way, that offer that we made to your dad is still on the table, and they leave. When they're back to the house, and asks, what was that offer? And he goes, he offered to buy the ranch. Yeah. So that's floating about there. But OJ is like, he doesn't want to give up the family legacy, because it is like a big deal of like, our great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was like the first person ever on film. Oh yeah, I'd be like, milking that for all it was worth too. M is like, no, let's fucking cash in. We can make a quick buck. Fuck this place! I could buy more vapes. <laughs> I think it was. The, I think she was trying to keep it. I think she's like, you'd be stupid to take that offer. I oh. think she was, and then backwards, and he's like, maybe oh. it's time to sell it. I don't know. You might be right. I might be wrong. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not even really delved into that much. No, That's really. why we don't know. But that night, OJ is out tending to the horses and stuff like that, 
Emma's inside playing music extremely loud that he thinks spooks the horse, but it's something else. Well, because, yeah, they say something about, like, breaking into their father's liquor cabinet. Yes. Because so they're drinking these giant glasses of whiskey, and then it's something about, like, oh, why is Ghost out in the pen? And as soon as, like, it says Ghost, I just get the devil horns from Greg. <laughs> if you have Ghost, you have everything. He goes out to check on it, and he starts hearing this weird noise and everything mm-hmm. up above him. And then, I don't think it takes, it doesn't take anything here, but he sees it cross the sky, doesn't he? Yeah, this is the first little glimpse of it. And immediately, I think of Plan 9 from Outer Space when they're like, it looks like a huge cigar. Because it's from the side, and honestly, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. It's classic UFO style here. Yeah. Like, the, in... Silver Disc. Think, uh, Earth, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original one from the 50s. Yeah, I love it. That's I'm a sucker for, like, that... 50s UFO ripoff movies. Yeah. Like, I love Mars Attacks. I love Plan 9. Grand, neither of those are particularly good movies. <laughs> but I like this a lot. I like Independence Day. I'm a yeah. sucker for that kind of stuff. Which, going into this, I was thinking, and I also had in the back of my mind of, like, I'm probably going to be wrong because it's what they're trying to make you think. Of, oh, this is going to be just a classic alien abduction or, like, aliens attack kind of movie. Yeah, so that's like what I was thinking, too. Like, the flying saucer comes down and the little people come out, you know? But they were being oddly, like I said, really cryptic, even in the trailers yeah. and everything, which I'm very appreciative of. It's enough to make me want to see it, but didn't give anything away for me. Until that last trailer, we still had no idea what it was even about. For the longest time, all we had was a poster of a cloud with, like, one of those ribbons with the brightly colored flags coming out of it. Yeah, exactly. But he goes in and he's telling her what he saw and everything. And she's like, well, we need to get proof. And she Does she believe him right away or does she see something that makes her believe it? Well, because every, like the power dims yeah, and everything. Power and, shuts down anytime it's too close. Yeah, so I think she knows weird shit's happening. And I think it's also like, oh, I believe my brother. Yeah. Like I said, we did just see this now. I didn't take notes because we were in the theater. So beat for beat, we miss a thing or two. That's exactly so the next day they're going out and they go to like a Best Buy ripoff. Is this a real type of store they go to or no? No, it just looks like Best Buy ripoff. Okay. And they're buying all this kind of like home camera stuff and everything like that because they want to catch it on film. And the guy that's selling it to him is immediately like his ears perk up. because He's like, you guys getting robbed a lot? And he's like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, do you need the uh, installation? And they're like, no. It's like, okay. And they're like... Is it hard to install? It's like, you won't be able to do it. At first, I thought I was going to hate this guy. I'm like, this guy's a dick yeah. at first. I'm like, I couldn't stand But by the end, I really like this guy. But it's such a realistic portrayal of, like, someone in this kind of job. Of They're just sitting there like, I fucking hate my life. God damn it, here comes customers. Hi, welcome to Rexmart. You know? <laughs> I'm still mad at Best Buy over my Blu-ray player I bought there. It stopped working, like, a year late, within a year, and they yeah. wouldn't refund. I'm still angry at them. I'll be that way until the day I die. But they agree to have him come install it. He's installing it, and OJ is, like, having, like, point the cameras and everything. And he's pointing the typical way you would point security cameras at the ground as most intruders enter your home. I just love OJ's just, like, up, up. And the guy's looking at him, and OJ's like, keep going up. (laughs) He keeps pointing them up and up and up and up. Finally, it's in the sky, and they do that with all of them. And he doesn't even say anything. The like clerk guys just like so you know they don't even call them ufos anymore he knows right away what this is i don't think he believes like they're legit at first i think he believes in ufos but i don't think he's put too much credence to them just yet right but But he knows what they're trying to do yeah but i do love that they mentioned the like disclosure that happened a couple years ago with like that navy footage and stuff how wild is that though and then nothing happened no i think if you would have had Let's say this will, if they filmed that in Blu-ray quality, yeah. we'll be going nuts. What the fuck, Navy? Why do you have the same kind of security camera that 7-Eleven does? Exactly. Actually, a little worse, to be honest. Yeah. But they're setting up and everything, and he goes to leave. And that night, they have a plan, right? Is this where she steals the horse? Yeah, she randomly shows up with, like, they have their horse trailer and there's, like, ribbons flying out of it. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, you know nothing. She went down to, what's it called, the Jupiter's claim and stole one of their big, like, giant plastic or metal. It's not metal. There's no way that thing It's, is like, metal. plastic, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, like, advertising horse, like, bucking up into the air and everything. It still has a bunch of the, like, 
string with flags hanging off of it attached to it. And then they, like, get it out and they set it up in the field. For some reason, it has a huge horse cock. Like, Mr. Hands is, like, got goo-goo eyes over this thing. Dude, it's insane. Why is the statue hung this much? Yeah. If Mr. Hands had this, he would still be alive. Yeah, but they're setting it up because they're going to use it as a decoy for the UFO. And right then, Ricky shows up, like, very far away, granted. Very, very far away. On the other side of the fence, he's like, hey! (laughs) Hey, he goes... He starts to say, like, I wanted to invite you to our big, like, special show. Where do you get that? And, but she cuts him off at perfect timing because she knows exactly what he's going to ask. Like, okay, Where'd you get yours? Yeah, I, guess, I had to ask the wife. Same here. And the, I forget his name. Is his name? Um, Angel. Yeah. The clerk guy. He starts answering, like, you don't live here. <laughs> they're yelling at me. And they're both like, OJ and M are both like, shut up, you don't live here. <laughs> and like, it goes on awkward for a little bit. He goes, okay, bye. And he gives him a thumbs up. And there's a very awkward, do we give that back? They're scene. like, yeah, do it. <laughs> and then he leaves. But that was just fun and enjoyable. We get another like flashback to the chimpanzee incident. Like yeah. a little further this time, but still not much. Can we talk about this yet? I mean, honestly, it never comes into play in anything, so I guess we don't have to hit it again. But Let's no, just but... say, right before Ricky's crescendo, yeah. you get the full story, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything. So yeah, let's but just talk about it. It's really weird. You keep thinking that this is going to tie into the story somehow. Naturally. But it doesn't. It's just a thing that happened to this character, I guess. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Like, And honestly, that that's probably the part that freaks me out the most in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because, like, uh... The Especially chip, like, the end of that segment. Because the chip, like, beats the fuck out of the one girl, then the dad from the sitcom comes running through, and the chimp chases him, and it goes back to the girl, and it's almost like tries to wake her up, and is confused, and, like, throws his hat down. Well, it started because they're filming their sitcom and everything. It's the chimp's birthday. Gordy is the chimp. And they open this box with balloons, and it's on a soundstage, so they go up to the top, and they hit those lights, yeah. and they pop, and they start... But they were clapping before... They also established that Ricky was kind of rusty that day. He was forgetting some of his lines and everything. And he forgot the clap. And Gordy the Chimp just goes bananas. <laughs> but attacks everybody and starts freaking out. And it cuts to him, like, just mauling the girl's face. Granted, you don't see it, but, like, you see her body down there. You see his hand coming up you all see bloody and everything. Splattering. Exactly. And then the dad character, not anyone's actual dad, like, distracts it and goes over to the side and is beaten down by the Chimp. I counted him as dead, I will say. I would say. Okay. Well, only reason I didn't count the girls because she seems to have miraculously survived, but you see the damage she went through, so I don't think it's a typical thing to survive. Which was a good thing with the trailer because they show her for a quick second in the trailer, and I was like, oh, are they going to be like They Live Aliens where they're like skull people? But no, she just got mauled by a chimp. Once the chimp, I actually put that together with that trailer shot pretty early, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's going to be her. She's still alive. That's why the, my finger never went up for her. Yeah. Um, but... And then, like, the chimpanzee comes back over, and young Ricky is hiding under this table. And the chimp comes up to him, but is calmed down at this point. And, like, goes in and goes to give him a fist bump, which is a thing they did in the show. Right when they're about to connect, blam! Holy Monkey brains! Because it's a zoomed-in shot on the chimp's Mm -hmm. face. And, like, it's real calm and everything. And that's when the police come, I guess, and shoot it. And they just brain this thing. Holy shit, dude. Like, awesome scene. I like what it does. Why is it in this movie? Oh, I don't know. But man, that made me jump. there's just a shoe standing up on its end unnaturally. Let's get to the shoe. So, when I still thought this was going to connect, I'm like, the shoe will make sense. Right. No, the shoe doesn't make sense. It's in Ricky's, like, trophy room. Like, of the show's memorabilia. But doesn't seem to do anything. No, and it's... I thought it was, like, going to be something where the aliens, like, do something with the animals and make them go nuts because there's also horses. But, yeah, it's nothing. I feel like this is going to be one of those movies, like, Hereditary, where since we're recording this early, yeah. we don't have all the YouTube people's research and stuff into it. And I'm sure all this means something and connects to something that we just didn't catch yet. Like- so if you're listening in the future, cut us some slack. We just saw it. How the fuck do you not know the shoe symbolizes? Blech. And you know what? They're probably right, because this feels like the type of movie where that is there, but I, I didn't catch it. No. And no one we were with caught it either, because I asked at the end, like, yeah. what was with the shoe? No one knew. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's his story. So 
that night they're springing their trap with their decoy. The alien does come down, the UFO, I should say, and picks up the horse with the ribbon and everything. It goes up and I remember connection. I want to get there in a second, but you see the ribbon still hanging out of it and everything. And it just leaves like yeah. that. Um, I, I skipped past two scenes. I wanted to talk about the way that M finally does believe him. It wasn't, she just believed him right away. It's cause, Oh no, no. M the angel angel. Thank you. Cause he was kind of spying on them. Yeah. Like with their system. And he comes back to their house and is like, Holy shit. It's real. Because he was watching the footage of outside and all the clouds moved except for one. Yeah, and it's just stationary over the mountains. So it's kind of like the UFO camouflage. Yeah. And stuff. So like that's it right there. Which that part of the, when it's the UFO going in and out of the clouds, it reminds me kind of like Jaws. But yeah. if it was a UFO in the clouds. It looks so cool. I want to say this is the tensest I've ever felt with UFO scenes. Yeah. This was really cool. Like it, Jaws is a great example. It feels like the shark coming in. Because well, usually it's like the UFO lands and it's stationary. This one, it's like the UFO is hunting them. Yeah, they were really good at being able to turn a UFO, something we're so used to, into something scary. So yeah. like, hats off. Like, that was really well done. Huh? Hats off? Uh, people don't know. I just took my hat off. I didn't do it. <laughs> I took it off right before. It was not planned. Um, where are we at here? Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, before the night where they actually see the UFO, it takes a decoy horse and everything. They had already stolen at this point. But he hears a noise out in the barn thing. And he goes out there and the lights are on. Some machines are on. He goes and turns the lights off. Nothing's there. Turns around, starts leaving. The lights click back on and the machines start behind him. And he stops and turns around. And there's an alien there. Yeah. And classic gray style. Like long black cloak kind of. But it's a gray alien. You can tell in the face and everything. And it's so creepy the way it stands up and everything. Yeah. It's terrifying. And then another one like pops out behind the door and I was legit freaked out. I'm like, Oh shit. And that's where it goes. Mm-mm, nope. And turns Love around. <laughs> so perfect. Cause we all laugh and it's just like, yeah, exactly. Leave. Yes. But he does leave. And he goes around the corner and stops and pulls out the phone. Cause this whole thing is, I want to get pictures of this thing. And then it like creeps around the corner again and he starts backing up turns and there's one hanging upside down right next to it and he punches it and it's uh why do i keep forgetting ricky's kids like because they know he stole a thing i don't think it's malicious yet i think it's kind of like a hey i know you stole my thing we don't hate each other though but the kids are gonna go fuck with you a little bit and this is a part when like because we saw this what like a week after release yeah it's the second weekend out um it was like two days after the movie's released. I see an Instagram on one of these horror shop pages of they're selling dolls and they're like the dolls from Nope. And it it's an alien gray thing. And I was so pissed off. So I was like, fuck you. I've been trying to avoid spoilers for this. And you're immediately selling these dolls and posting pictures. So I was mad until I saw that in the movie. I was like, Oh, okay. I bet that was a nice breath of fresh air then. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I can relax. I don't know what's happening. I was like, I don't want to know what the aliens look like. Part of me was really excited, though, to get just a classic Grey's alien and everything. Yeah. Though. But yeah, those are the only two things I missed. Oh, I'm sure I missed plenty more, but that I remember. <laughs> but yeah, it does take that... Um, the, oh, I should... I didn't even think of this. They know about the UFO. Um, Eric and his family, right? Ricky, not Eric. Ricky and his family, they know about the UFO and everything. They seem to. Well, they're baiting it in later, and like they're going to use this part of their part of their show. Yeah, remember? and they have dolls. They're selling yeah, dolls. They're, they're all set for this thing. So maybe like they stole a horse. They know about the UFO. Yeah, they're going to do this. So like maybe it's to try to kind of scare them out of messing with it, so they don't mess their thing they have planned up. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just oh, thought that about that. Yeah. Because they're already planning to cash in on this thing. They probably found it before um, yeah. these guys did. Enough time to manufacture dolls. Yeah. And ex- get costumes. Exactly. They're ready to, like, be, holy shit, like, they would be, like, the Disney World. If they, yeah. they could just make a UFO show up and, like, do tricks for people. Oh, he's counting the money in his head. Like, oh, I'm going to be able to expand. That's why he wants to expand to buy the uh, OJ's Ranch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... So let's just cut to his big show. So he's invited them to it a couple times and everything. They're going to, first time they're going to show the UFO off to people. So it's a big day for Ricky and everything like that. Yeah. Did I get the name right that time? Yes. Okay. Think garbage day. Okay. I got this. Um, but so there's a bunch of people in tennis, but not packed house. Exactly what you'd imagine for like a little kind of podunk, like yeah. wild west town. But there's, there's a fair amount of people there. Four, there's 40 people there. There are 40 people there. And... 
so everyone's sitting there. He's like, here's the big show. I noticed his jacket had a UFO. And me at this yeah. time, thinking he had no idea about it, I'm like, something's up here. Yeah. Because you even like, look at the back of his jacket. Like, yeah. yeah. What What's going on with this? But he gives this presentation. And also, in attendance is his co-star from when he was a kid. The girl who was beaten down by the chimpanzee and everything. Yeah, and she's sitting, she's on her, like, rascal scooter, and she has, like, the big hat on with the veil that's covering her face. But she's wearing a sweatshirt of what she used to look like. Yeah, I think, like, because she's probably, you know, like, your local baseball stadium will have, like, an actor who's on one TV show, like, yeah. show up for a special way. I think it's kind of like one of those scenarios. It seems like it. And But so that's how you know who she is. But... He starts giving this presentation. He's talking about, you will leave here changed today. Like, they have a whole spiel. Like, they're selling alien dolls. The kids are dressed as aliens. And he takes this curtain off, and there's a horse there. Like, they're going to offer it up, I guess, yeah. to the UFO. The UFO comes in, and as soon as it gets close, like, the slushy, icy machine stops. All the electricity <laughs> goes out. Because that's what happens every time it's close. And it comes in and like kind of turns on it. It's like, Oh, it's early. It's not usually here this soon. Like originally I was saying we had an hour yet. Yeah. So it happened, but it shows up right then and then goes up and the way it's not a beam. It's like a little tornado. It creates underneath yeah, it. It sucks, sucks us up, up, which is really cool. And it sucks everyone up into yeah. it. Yeah. Which holy shit. And then we go inside the UFO, which looks like canned sheets. Remember when they go inside it and it's all like the sinewy oh, yeah. looking stuff? But it just looks like beige sheets they're going through. Kind of, until then you start seeing like more organs the deeper yeah. you go into it and everything. And you still but, see the flag up there and everything. And everyone's like screaming. Like, it's like chaos. Like, imagine seeing hell. Oh yeah, and we should mention, it's organic on yes. the inside. It's like a digestive system. They're yeah, being it's into. guts. It's terrifying. And at this moment we see everyone going into it and everything. This is the first time I've ever seen, like, an alien abduction, like, this style to yeah. UFO that was actually, like, tense and frightening. And they, everyone's screaming, and then there's, like, a crrr, and then everyone stops screaming. I think that was just a scene cut, because later when it's well, when you still hear people screaming and oh, echoing and everything. Because okay. then when it goes back over to OJ and M's place, you hear the people screaming, and it echoes in there, and it makes such a cool sound. I just remember at some point, there's, like, a sound, and everyone stops. And like, I think at it was the just, same time. Yeah. But so at this point, the UFO is pissed. It doesn't <laughs> because oh, they what do you say? It's territorial and it doesn't like us. It thinks we're moving in on it. When they start talking about like a predator, you don't look a predator in the eyes, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And so it comes towards their house and like chase. Oh, he goes to the Jupiter's whatever ranch. <laughs> yeah, that place. But and he sees all the chaos that happens and like he's looking around and he sees his old horse, which was gonna be one of the sacrificial horses, mm -hmm. the UFO, he's trying to get it. Horse starts walking him, the UFO comes slamming down, yeah. turns sideways, gets him, he gets away like and hides, we kinda knocked out a bit here. But that's where he first notices it's a the alive thing. It's not a ship. Right. And he was even saying earlier in the movie, like it moves weird. It doesn't move like a ship. Even like how you would think a UFO would. It's like, it moves like a creature. Yeah, exactly, because it is one. It And we get, like, a couple quick glimpses of, like, up-close UFO. At first, it looks like a giant, like, whale-like thing. It has, like, whale texture, it looks like. Yeah, you can tell it's, like, fleshy. Yeah, because he ends up running back towards the house, right? No, not till night, because he's knocked out for a while, remember? That's right, and he has to go back at night, that's right. Yeah, and so, once it is night, the UFO rolls back towards his house, where M's there and Angel's also there. Angel's about to leave for the night. The UFO rolls on. Everything goes out. And it's... Remember, all these people are just sucked up into it. It wants them, though. Because yeah. they're taking pictures of it and everything. It thinks they're part of it. It goes above the house and starts spitting out all the metal and everything. Explaining us that beginning scene. So when it sucks up people... You know, you have your keys on you. Mm -hmm. You probably have a phone all this stuff. It does can't digest that. And it shoots all of it out. So all this metal starts flying and everything. So it's basically shitting on the house or throwing up on the house, yeah. I guess. But then, like, it's hovering around there hiding, being super quiet. And it just starts raining blood on the house. This was the coolest shot in the movie yeah. to me. This looks so good. I love where, because the first time you see it, like, M's looking at the window. And it's not even like it's just blood. It's like a mucusy blood of like it must just be a bunch of stuff ground like people digestion up. yeah and it's just like dripping down the window and then it just goes full-on slayer and just rains blood all over this white house 
Yeah, and it looked so cool. Was that practical somehow? Because there is all that red stain on the house for the rest of the movie. Yeah. I mean, granted, they could have just did that, but it looked really good. Well, they do those big rainstorms in movies, so I don't think it would be... I mean, think. look at Evil Dead 2013. Oh, man, that seemed awesome. That's uh, practical, and they did that. That's a great raining blood scene. Yeah. But at this point, um, OJ has woken up and is coming back to the house. He sees this, so he's like kind of parked back. Yeah. And his car goes off, too, at this point. And then he sees it. It doesn't get in the house. It flies over him. He slowly opens his door and looks up because it stopped raining. Only reason it stopped raining is because it's right above him. Yeah. And it's another perfect, like, comedic little timing thing of just like, nope. And he closes the door and then locks it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he locked it. There's a UFO above you. Yeah. Lock the door. Well, I could also see his, like, thing, point of view of, like, maybe little green men will come down and they're trying to get in the car. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They're like, fuck. That's still not the table to him yet. That still could be a thing yeah. that happens. But then the decoy horse slams into his car. It finally spits that out. And that, and that is a great, because you think like, oh, he's playing it smart. You don't go running through the big field when the UFO is above you like so many of these other characters would in all these movies. He's like, I'll stay in my truck. I'll wait it out. And then does it like hocks a loogie at him and spits the horse at him. And it's a great little like shock moment. Oh, yeah, it's so cool. Um, it leaves at least for the time being and his car and Angel's car that was parked there both turned back on. So he knows he's at least semi okay. He gets out right when M and Angel are walking out and he's like real quiet. Like, come here. Come on. Come on. Like waving them on. And he's at Angel's car cause his has a horse through it. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention real quick too. This is a great shot cause it's like backlit from the house. Oh, it looks so good. And then you get, because the radio is distorted, you go, I'm wearing my sunglasses. And it's really creepy. It almost feels more like Spore than Soundtrack because yeah. it's slowed down and distorted. It's really good. but And it's really tense because you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. The UFO went away to be like, okay, the things will come back on, then the humans will come back out. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it flies right over him and he just stares down because he remembers about the horse like freaking out mm-hmm. about the thing. And it leaves him alone and flies away. He goes, you can't look at it in the eye. Just the middle's the eye. Don't look at it. They get in the car. UFO leaves. They drive into town. They're going to stay with Angel for the time being. They need a place to go. Right. Oh, and we, we cut to, and Angel's just sitting there because they're all freaked out. He's just, like, smoking a joint as quickly as he can. Wearing <laughs> VR headsets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did you notice the bit mining thing in the background yeah. with all the fans pointing at it? Um, I should mention earlier, we skipped over. The director, the cinematographer from the commercial, yes, they did call and to try to offer him to come shoot the UFO, but they wouldn't say that what it was. But they were describing like it's the shot of a lifetime, the impossible shot, and eventually he hangs up on them. But at this point, the news runs a story about like uh, the forty uh, missing people from the western town. Yeah, and they're like he realizes what it is because he knows where they're from and everything like that. He calls her back as like I'll come do the shot or whatever eventually they go back to the house because oj's like i gotta go take care of the horses yeah which i mean if i had alien ufos above my house and i got away i'd probably like oh alfred probably needs a piece so i'm gonna go home too yeah you're gonna be like well i gotta go take care of my animals yeah exactly that's what you do that's that's the what happens when you take care of animals but he goes back and they're gonna they come up with all this plans to catch this thing on tape everything like that so what they do is they unplug like I think they're from the western town, or they're from a car lot, and they just steal all those, like, wacky, oh, wavy, inflatable arm men. Yeah. Which, that was such a good switch from the trailer, because the trailer made it seem like that's when the UFO went above it, that they all fell. It's yeah. just because she unplugged it and took them. Ah, okay. Like, really good trailer editing that doesn't give anything away, but yeah. still gives you the idea of what happens. Um, and I did call this, because I saw the trailer a couple times with the the old picture of the guy on the horse. Yeah. And this thing kills electricity. How are we going to catch it on camera? I knew they were going to get a crank camera. And I love it. It's like the greatest cinematographer ever they get. And he's like, yeah, I not only have one of these, I have two of these. One of them's like a handheld one you can carry around. Another one's like set up on the tripod. Yeah. I I was very happy to see that too. Because I think those are so cool to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, just as like a, a lover of film, it's cool to see. Yeah. I do also enjoy that they're like, they steal the batteries out of all the cars of the dead people from the 
um, ranch. And they're like, sorry, dead people, but you won't need these anymore. Yeah, they set up for the inflatable ornament. And that's to tell where it's coming. Because which way it'll be, you'll see those drop. That's actually a genius that's plan. That's great. Yeah, they're set up. They have their plans. Uh, M's inside on monitors for all the cameras to watch and tell them what's going on so you can see the field better. Angel and the director guy are up on top of the hill on the grassy knoll with like that cover stuff yeah. pulled over them so it won't catch them. It's like it looks like they're sh- it's like a war movie and they're like shooting guns but they're shooting film. Exactly. <laughs> OJ's going out on the horse to act as bait to draw it in. Right. So right everything looks like it's going to go off fine. M's walking to her position and a motorcycle pulls up and <laughs> it's like a they say it's TMZ. I don't know if it's actually TMZ. Well, granted, he was a child actor, so it might yeah. be. Or just people trying to get a scoop, like conspiracy people but and everything. It's basically a paparazzi guy shows up, which I like that they kind of put that in here. Because that would happen. happen. 100%. If not that, some conspiracy guy coming to be like, why doesn't this show up right on Google Maps? Where yeah. did 40 people disappear to? Um, I thought something was up with him, but it was just a weird film choice because he's wearing a full-face motorcycle helmet, but the chrome kind that you can't see what the person looks like. And it's mirrored all around. Yeah, so I'm like, is he an alien? Right. Because they, you never see him, but no, he was just a dude. And I, that is a quick little shot as well, because I like camera shots and that, all the tricks they do. Because you're thinking about that, and you're like, oh, how are you going to film basically a mirror and have it not ha- seeing the camera? Like how in Phantasm, they had to cut a hole in the wall so you could see the ball, but you don't see oh, that's smart. the reflection. Yeah. And you just see M. I'm guessing she had a camera somewhere on the actress oh, probably. that is filming it. Yeah. But I was really paying attention to that, and I was like, oh, that's cool, because you don't see. But eventually he's like, well, fine, don't tell me. And he gets on the motorcycle and starts driving, and I'm like, oh, shit. His electric motorcycle. Exactly. And, like, what happens when he hits this electromagnet field we have? Going 60. Yeah. He hits it and just flies off the bike, and... It's basically a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> OJ goes up to try to help him. He's knocked out. He's just worried about the camera the whole time. He looks like uh, in Stranger Things Season 4, I won't say names, so calm down, people, but when Vecna starts pulling someone up in the air. That's what this dude looks like yes. when he has all of his bones broken and everything. OJ goes to help him, but then you hear the UFOs there. At that point, he leaves him and starts riding back. And the guy's like, no, take my picture. That's all he's worried about. But he gets tornado beamed up into mm-hmm. it, and it's chasing OJ. And it's they're getting the shot, though. And it's really cool when yeah. it cuts up to what they're seeing, like seeing that UFO glide across everything. I like it. But he gets it across the point where they get all the shots, where he rigged up a small parachute with a bunch of like the flags again because it knows it doesn't like that. Right. And so, right when he gets by this barn, he jumps off the porch and lets the parachute go, so it goes to that, but doesn't want it, and kind of leaves for a minute. It's, it's almost like the alien thinks of that as, like, the extreme, like, nuclear hot wings of, like, that's going to get me indigestion, but it might be good. Exactly. <laughs> and at this point, they have the shot, everything's good. But the director guy is like, no, look at that light, it's too perfect. He has yeah. to go up the hill and get more shots, and when he's up there, he gets spotted, he gets sucked up into the UFO. You know what's going to happen. But it is worth, it's like 100% he's going to get sucked up into the UFO and killed. Yes. But he's still doing the hand crank film the entire way up, and you see it from the film's perspective. So it's just all this spinning, and then him going into the alien. Yeah. He gets pulled up. And at this point, Angel's knocked out and goes through all this barbed wire, and he like wraps up in barbed wire on top. It starts sucking him in a tarp, I meant to say. It starts sucking him up, and I was worried he was dead here because he was wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. I thought he was getting pulled into pieces. I also thought for a second they were going to be like, oh, throw the barbed wire into the thing, and it'll eat it, and it'll fuck it up. Well, at one point I thought he was doing a sacrifice play and wrapping himself yeah. in more of it, but no. What did you feel like with this character at this point? Has he already fully won you back over? Angel? Yeah. I mean, he's still there helping. Yeah, exactly. I think he just just wants to see UFOs. Yeah, he's really into it. So now it started morphing, too, at this point, right? Yeah, it starts like, well, you see it of, it starts to be a little bit more billowy. And Razor Rob actually put it perfectly of, like, it looks like a weather balloon. Oh, Um, okay, yeah. It starts, like, being, like, almost a sheet in the wind. And it starts growing. And it basically turns into what, the only thing I can think of it looks like is, like, a giant butterfly. 
It really looks like a butterfly. You also mentioned a whale's tail, like, yes. sticking out of the water. But yeah, so that's chasing them now, and it's sacrifice play. Who's going to take it? OJ's, like, telling M, no, you go, and everything. She does. She takes off on the bike, but has it chase her. I know I'm missing little beats here, but yeah, it kind of gets tricky right here. She goes back to the old ranch town, and there's a giant inflatable Steven Yun there. Like, quite... <laughs> And she goes and, like, rips all the stakes out, and it starts floating to the sky. And it's funny because it's, like, pointing like a finger gun. Yeah. And I go, get him, Glenn! <laughs> like, it's going up in the air. And the thing does go for it and, like, wraps up in it and everything. It eats it. It sucks it up. Yeah. Exactly. And she, there's this weird little, like, well, thing that's supposed to recreate a scene from one of his movies. It's the poster from the Wild West movie he was in. Of It's, like, it's... The camera's inside the well looking up. Yeah. And it's like all the kids were like looking into the well. This is now a photo op of you put in a quarter and do the hand crank and it does a and does like a Polaroid kind of uh, picture. Yeah. Comes out. So she's grabbing all the change that was spit out by this thing and just keeps cranking that and taking yeah. pictures. Because her big thing is still, I'm going to get, because it's an underlying thing the entire time of we're going to get on Oprah. Yes, I didn't mention that. Yeah, they're like the Oprah shot. That's yeah. a good shot. It's not an Oprah shot, though. And long story short, it eats the thing, and eventually she gets that perfect, perfect shot. And it swallows the giant inflatable boy, and does it kill it? Yeah, because it, like, I guess, like, constricts around it. It's what I got. Is it constricts around it almost like a snake does. Of It gets all of its muscles and, like, crushes the thing inside of it. Oh, uh, okay. But then it, like... You do that to a balloon, the balloon pops. Yeah. The fuck. Is that what the monkey thing is? Because the balloons pop. Oh. You got do it. Do you think that's it? I think that's probably... That's as close as I can that's think. That's as close as I can think right now. But it pops inside of it and just kills it. The alien. Okay. I think you're on to it. Is I that think why? that's it. Okay. That's the only thing that makes... That's still a reach. But I think yeah. you're right. But yeah, it's two different kinds of balloons popping. Causing death. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, that's probably it. Yeah, Brett from Dimension Z. Good job. <laughs> I bet that's actually it. Man. But yeah, so that takes out. She gets the perfect shot. Uh, police are outside the gate at this point. She's there with them, and that's pretty much the end of it. Um. Yeah, I forget what the end, like the last... I'm is. sure it's... Though you see OJ standing out there at the horse and everything. Oh yeah, it's the great, like, him, the silhouette of him on the horse, and he looks awesome. Dumb thing I want to compliment. I love when it goes to credits. It's that old westerny yellow background, yeah. that the, like orangish background that the credits roll up. It's just a nice little touch to me. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun movie. I will say, man, I I love the UFO. I was on board for a gray alien movie. Yes. Didn't get that. The twist of organic UFO. I was here cool. for because I have never seen it in a movie done before like this. I'm like, oh hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked it up until it started morphing. Doesn't mean I didn't like the movie at that point. Right. But I didn't care for the morphing scene. Like, you could yeah. make it get bigger and maybe, like, the mouth open more or something. But, like, it was perfect the way it was. Why yeah. are we having it do this? I like the old school silver UFO. Yeah. I wanted it to just stay that way if I could have, like, Jordan Peele's like, hey, Greg. Yeah. What's what's up with this script? I was like, well, let's change that. But yes, because that happens. But, yeah. yeah, that's my biggest complaint with it few things like you said i think you cracked the monkey case yeah but i still think it's a reach like for them kind of like and if it's not that then it's even worse so like little things like that are a little off on it but man i can't compliment like ufo tension something i never thought you'd be able to achieve yeah. enough that was really cool raining blood onto the house after sucking up 40 people man holy shit that was cool it's just kind of that ending a little bit i agree with you Yes, I really enjoyed it. I definitely worth checking out. I would recommend seeing it. Yeah, for sure. All right, you want to get in Count of the Dead? Yes, and uh, let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Which, as soon as it was the shot of just tons of people <laughs> getting sucked into the UFO, I was like laughing to myself because, like, oh, Greg's fucked with Count of the Dead. And then later on the news, they go, 40 people got sucked into the. I was like, damn it! Normally, I wouldn't do that, but we saw a ton go up. So, since it's a new release, I had to make an exception. So, 40 plus whatever else. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I was like, I, I think I looked at him like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I can't pause it. I'm gonna guess 43. 43. Yeah. You are so damn well, close. Because there's the dad in the beginning yes, that gets is. killed by the nipple. There's the dad, the fake dad that gets killed by the monkey. 
the chimpanzee. Yes. And a cinematographer guy that goes crazy and runs to the top of the hill. Yes, there is. And there's a motorcycle guy. Oh, I forgot about motorcycle guy. Fucker. Yep, 44. Damn Man, it. For a big one, though, you were right there. Yeah. Yeah, 44, Count of the Dead. Very nice. Well, that's great. Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. <laughs> uh, so basically, I take uh, the movie itself, and I pick something from the movie, and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. As you would. And I'm trying to think with this one what would be good. I remember there was something that showed up in it. Oh, I know. Because even throughout the entire movie, I'm like, what am I going to pick with this? And I saw food show up. I'm like, food! I knew it. Because uh, they're eating fish sandwiches in like a restaurant while talking about what to do about like, oh, how are we going to capture the UFO on camera? Yeah. So I'm going to do kinds of fish sandwiches. Okay. Um, Brett. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me. Yes. I don't eat anything that comes out of the water. I know. I think it's disgusting. So, no, the best fish sandwich is still terrible for you. Yes, I I don't care if you make, like, the best, I don't even know what's good fish. Like, sushi or shrimp or crab or salmon or whatever's good fish, still disgusting. I would throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Someone bought me, like, the greatest seafood in the world, straight into the trash it goes. Um... I'm going to say a number one fish sandwich, the worst fish sandwich. And it's even like, I used to get the fish sandwiches from high school. I like those. Okay. The McDonald's ones are horrible. There's no taste to them. They're way too expensive. Isn't it just tartar sauce smeared on the top? Basically, yeah. A number 10 fish sandwich, the best kind, is like you go into a dive bar and you get the haddock, the breaded haddock sandwich. Because it's a giant piece of fish that's like... This big. It's like a foot long. Okay. And the tiny little bun. So it's mostly fish. <laughs> I mean, it's still gross. But I understand what Think you're saying. Think of cheeseburgers for you. Okay, yes. Um, I enjoyed Nope. The end took it out of me a little bit. Like you said, I wish they would have done a classic UFO thing. I like what they did with it until it turned into giant butterfly. Yeah. And then it does just kind of look like a weather balloon even when she gets the picture of it. Yeah, it doesn't look intimidating anymore. No. Though. I'm going to give Nope, I'm going to say seven fish sandwiches out of ten. Okay. Worth seeing. I don't think I will watch it again. But I had a really good time watching it once. I didn't have one written down, obviously. So, honestly, I'm going to piggyback off yours. I think it's a seven out of ten. Okay. I will probably watch this again. Yeah. i not in a rush to, but, man, I really enjoyed myself watching it. I could see, like, have some of the YouTube people come out and way dissect the fuck out of this. And me going, oh! Yeah. And then go back and watch it again. Like, if it's on HBO Max. Yeah, that'd be fun. I do love Jordan Peele, though, how he kind of popped out of, up out of nowhere. Yeah. It was just knocking it out of the park, though. Whether I loved it or not, which I really did like this movie a lot, I can't deny that he's not doing something right, man. Yeah. I still need to see Us. I loved Us. I thought Us was great. I've heard great, great things. Yeah. All right, well, that's all we got. Uh, you're welcome for the random midweek episode when we see new releases, we try to do this. Yes, so yeah, we hope that Nope has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like throbbing with horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes our show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? <laughs> hey, Paul!